Hello, if you are new here, my name's Ashley, and if you're not, then thank you very much for coming back. Uh, in episode one, I covered the basic layout of my work story. So, in this episode, I am going to go straight back in. Um, I'm going to just pick out a couple of stories about some of the weird and wonderful clients that I've visited before. Um, and I mean, if you're a carer, you're not going to be shocked at all by any of this. But hopefully, you're going to be able to have a little laugh and you'll be able to relate. So, I will just tell you now that... Obviously, for privacy reasons, I have changed the name of all of the clients that I talk about in any of my podcasts. Um, <clears throat> so, I, just to get that out of the way, if you're ready for a giggle, grab a drink, get comfy, and enjoy the utter insanity. I used to visit this amazing lady for about 18 months it wasn't that long um it was just until I changed companies this was in the second second job that I was in um and her name was June obviously it wasn't but that's what we're gonna call her um she was such a cutie she was very posh she spoke like the queen um and even though she was totally off her bloody head Um, she still had the capacity to make sure that she was always looking presentable and everything had its place, everything was lovely. She had matching clothes with matching jewellery and matching shoes. Um, I think her favourite outfit was definitely the white. She wore that quite a lot. Um... And I remember she was always really proud of managing to do that and it was so sweet. Um... She would take you through to view her wardrobe. <laughs> we had the great viewing every every time we went to visit. Um, and she would open the doors and she would just open her arms and, and like, look, look at what I've done. And she had paired up all of these skirts and sweaters that matched. And she'd have the matching jewellery as well, all on, on each coat hanger. Um, ready to go with the correct coloured shoes stood underneath it. It was just, I absolutely loved that about her. It was so adorable. Um, and she was really particular about other things in her house as well. I mean, the house wasn't, it, it had deteriorated over the years, but she still, everything had to be facing the right way. And, and at certain, she was a bit OCD, you know, um, <clears throat> Which I totally get because I'm OCD as well. That's fine. Everything has to be in its place. Uh, and like the like the fridge layout. Um, everything had to be just so. It was like one of those TikTok fridges. I don't know whether you've seen them. Um, but it was just set out so perfectly all the time. And everything had its spot. And she kept to the same few food and drink items every single week so that it was really easy to keep this fridge absolutely perfect because you took one out and you went to the shop and you put it back in and it was just spotless all the time it was lovely um everything was like three inches apart from each other all the different sorts of food and 
the things that were the same, all the labels had to be facing you and and then there was the kettle, the kettle had to be at level four, had to be always, always up to the fill line for every single second of every single day. Um, and she had this ugly old plate. I mean, it must have been about 40 years old, this plate, but it was the only plate that she ever ate off of. And that had to be on the dining table, uh, ready to go. Um, and when she didn't need a plate, she would use a Pyrex dish, which also had to be exactly right with the Pyrex writing, like the stamp underneath, facing the right way even though you can't see it until you pick the the glass bowl up and look at it like quite closely it had to be right the little handles had to be exactly right knife fork spoon around it that's how the dining table was set at all times then she had um a little bowl of chocolate digestives actually um next to her in the lounge on her little table but these weren't just a bowl of chocolate digestive these these digestives had to be smashed up (laughs) so not not into crumbs but like broken up into small pieces and she just had this bowl next to her all the time always had to be refilled she would just sit and munch on them all day um She had run her own ladies' dance school um, and she made all the costumes. She was very proud of that. And she'd even been a page three model for a little while back in the day. Uh, She had a couple of famous names in the family. She loved to spill all of the gossip on them. Um, But she mainly... (laughs) She mainly spilled the gossip on herself and her own life. Um... And she would tell anyone who would listen, Um, even the milkman. I'm sure he was absolutely terrified (laughs) every time he got to her her gate. I'm sure he was as as quiet as possible going up and down the path. (laughs) Um, She was the most transparent person I have ever met in my life. She was for sure an oversharer of tremendous proportions, but... Honestly, it was absolutely fucking hilarious. (laughs) I mean, bless her heart. She was off her tits. But I absolutely loved going to visit her. Like, you heard the same story over and over again, every time. But it was just so lovely there. I loved her to bits. Um... June had been married to a man who was a photographer for quite a big newspaper. Uh, The trouble was, back in those days, things were a little bit different. um, And he wasn't exactly living his most authentic life or his best life. Uh, June felt absolutely compelled to tell everybody she ever saw about this. Um, And she was so matter-of-fact about it. It was brilliant. And um, this is pretty much how it went. Um, she, she would say, Do you know we never had sex, Martin and I? I was 34 years old when I had sex for the first time because my Martin was gay. 
he was having sex with the man down the road. I never knew until he died and this man came knocking at the door to see where on earth he was and I said, well, he's died. And the man said, he's died? And I said, yes, I'm sorry, he's died. And the man said, but we were in love. And then he told her about the years-long affair that they'd been having. (laughs) And then she went on. Martin told me that he just wasn't into sex. And he told me to go and get a boyfriend after a few years. So I did, and he had sex with me. But in those days, at 34 years old, you just didn't have children at that age. So we never did. But Martin didn't tell me that he was having sex with the man down the road. I never knew. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just, it's a little bit weird doing an impression of her. (laughs) But I'm I'm really hoping that that was as close as possible. (laughs) And a few of the people that used to go and visit her with me, I hope to God they listen to this and it gives them a little giggle. (laughs) But like, oh, whoa. (laughs) I did not expect all that on the first visit around there. Like, (laughs) I think we were about, I don't know, 10 minutes into introducing ourselves and and chatting about what I was going to do for her while I was there. And then all of a sudden, all of that came out and I just thought, oh my God. Um... And she used to say things like, he did use his fingers a few times. (laughs) But that's all. (laughs) I just thought, what the fuck do you say to any of that? Like, I'm I'm so incredibly sorry for you both. (laughs) It's it's such a shame that you only got fingered when you were so desperate for that D. I don't know. What do you say? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, mate. Oh, anyway, then she would take us through to her master bedroom where she hadn't slept for years and years. Um, and she had photos and photo albums all spread all over the bed and little teddy bears that her husband and boyfriend had both bought her through, throughout the years, you know. Um, and she used to get really sad sometimes. She She used to really miss her boys. Her husband was loved dearly by her um, and she accepted I mean she didn't know he was gay but she had accepted that that's just how he was and and she was still happy she loved him and the same with the boyfriend it was it was a an unusual situation but she was in love with both of them and when her husband died it was quite sudden and it shocked everyone especially the man down the road (laughs) Um, And then her boyfriend died, like, I don't know, 10 years later. Uh, None of her family were anywhere near. They were all miles away. Some of them are abroad. So she was lonely. Um, And it was just so sad. Uh, I will admit now, quite happily, that against all of the rules, if I had a break before or after her visits, I would sit with her I would stay and I would chat and and it was lovely because I mean she used to say to a few of us 
I love you like a daughter. Do you mind? And I remember thinking, if she's just said that, she must have felt some kind of happiness just in that moment. She would never remember us by the next time we visited. Not really, because she would go through the same exact routine every single time. But just for that moment, I knew that I was just making her feel a little bit happy and a little bit normal. And and it was just, just being with her and just chatting with her. And it was just worth every single second. She was such a little sweetheart and I miss her so much, waving and blowing kisses out the window at me while I walked down the path on my way back to the car and then having to slow down and wave again as I drove past her house to leave. Oh, she was just such a gorgeous lady, honestly. Um, and that was June. Bless her heart. Uh, now we've done a cute one. Well, <laughs> slightly mad, but definitely cute. Let's do a not quite so cute one, shall we? I mean, I can't be getting too emotional because otherwise I'm going to be sick. Uh, so here's one for you. Frank. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I mean, what is it, I wonder, about old men liking the chunkier bird? I, if there's nothing else that made me want to lose weight... It was getting my fanny grabbed by 80-year-old men. I, I, oh. <laughs> Honestly, they're unbelievable. It happened a few times with a few of them. And, I mean, it's a bloody good job I'm from the generation I am. Because you get it all the time in this job. Um, most of them, I mean, have, have completely lost their marbles. Frank, though, he had full capacity. He was always making dirty jokes and he'd always be asking for extra support, washing places he couldn't couldn't quite get to. He could fucking get to those places quite easily. Um, most of us knew to tell him to sod off, but he did seem to think that he was entitled to this kind of behaviour. I don't know if it was just because he was rich or because of how things were back in his day or having been one of the lads and he was in the forces and rah rah that's how men were men ruled the world all that shite um <clears throat> but it certainly wasn't like that now and you know you can piss off mate it ain't happening he'd grab my boobs he'd pull me over or try to pull me over on top of him while he was in bed uh he'd say things like while well, you're down there and one time when I was on my hands and knees, sort of, sort of on my hands and knees, washing like his feet and his shins, he grabbed the back of my head um, and tried to shove it between his legs. I mean, ugh, are you fucking kidding me? He was vile, honestly. The amount of times that I had to jump back and twist and duck and bob and weave. I felt like fucking Eddie Gordo from Tekken. Uh, probably, probably half of you don't know what that is because I'm old. Um, <laughs> it was a game in the 90s. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm going to overshare now like June used to. If there's anything more uncomfortable than an old dude grabbing your fanny, 
it's an old dude grabbing your fanny whilst you're on day two of a pretty hefty period. <laughs> With a giant pad on that you'd had on for about four and a half hours now because you hadn't been able to get to the toilet because you were absolutely jam-fucking-packed all night. Um, yeah, dignity completely lost. Absolutely amazing. That's that's what Frank was like. That, that was my experience with Frank. So, on that note... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think I need a little sick break now. So that is episode two. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, if you come back, keep it real. See you soon. Bye bye.